Pursuit is a podcast for people ready to make the most of every opportunity. In the race to success, we're not all starting from the same place. Level the Pursuit seeks to fill in the gaps and provide accessible, bite-sized leadership lessons for anyone looking to improve their skills and prepare for the next step, whatever that might be. Last week, we talked about building a professional network. One of the key skills for achieving professional success is the ability to create and maintain great professional relationships. Did you reach out to some new contacts? If you did, that's wonderful. You're off to a great start. If not, do it this week. Like many of the skills we've discussed, building a network isn't something you can knock out in a day. It takes a little bit of effort over a long time to build something that's strong, diversified, and useful when you need help. Keep reaching out to people you respect. If you're doing your part, the network will take care of itself. Today we're going to talk about recovering from setbacks. Even people with the most resources and the best luck can have a bad day now and then, but for most of us without money, luck, and opportunities falling at our feet, it can feel like the bad days happen way more often than the good. That's a fact of life, but how we approach the rough spots, what we learn, and how we get past them can make a huge difference not only in the progress that we make, but in our outlook and our attitude as we move forward. We're going to look at how to approach these moments so we can make the best of any situation. This week, take a look back at your last few setbacks. Is there a moment you can learn from? Spend a little time on the decisions you made before and after. What can you do to make this a more positive experience? And at the very least, create a mindset so you don't make the same mistake twice. What makes something a setback? You can consider a setback anytime you're unable to achieve an objective or something occurs to make it more difficult to reach your goal. If you think of it in these terms, we're really talking about a ton of stuff. And these things may or may not be under your control. It can be big things like being fired, getting arrested, failing a class, or losing a loved one. Or small things like your internet going down when you need to do research, or oversleeping for work. On any given day, there are tons of choices and situations which can turn into little victories or setbacks. And you have to deal with each one of them as they arise. Now, some of these things like a death in the family or your internet going down, they can have repercussions at work and definitely affect how you interact, but they're not choices that you make. So for today, we're really going to talk about situations in which you have a choice or make a mistake and how you get past that. So when you deal with a setback, why is that hard? Well, first of all, messing up hurts. It's embarrassing. Depending on the situation and the visibility of your personal or professional life, it can be humiliating when everyone knows that you've made a mistake. Whether they truly care or not, you can feel self-conscious around your coworkers until you feel like you've moved past it. And even if it's not a public mistake, having a serious setback in your life can be a huge blow to your ego. It can affect how you see your own competence and even your potential. Unfortunately, depending on the mistake, it actually can affect how you're seen by colleagues and superiors. If you've messed up a big project, been demoted at work, or made a fool of yourself at the Christmas party, there may be people whose opinion is altered by the incident. Depending on who they are, this may be something you can ignore, but it also may be a relationship that you really want to repair, and so you're going to have to be aware of that. Having a major setback, especially something that contributes directly to your goals, like failing a class or losing your job, may make it seem like your goals are further away which can shake your confidence that you can really achieve the goals. And that can seriously erode your motivation. I mean, after all, who wants to chase a dream that they can never catch? 
Finally, experiencing a moment we perceive as failure, especially if we put ourselves out there, can make us gun-shy to take risks again. Depending on your nature and how you personally define risk, that might knock out a ton of options. Being afraid to take risks can also make you boring and predictable and unable to think creatively or attempt outside-the-box solutions. So what do you do about that? First, you have to go after your mindset. Take some time to actually stop and think about it. And you might be like, duh, I messed up. Clearly I'm thinking about it. But it's not just stewing over your predicament. It's treating the situation like a professional or an academic situation. Taking the time to analyze the whole situation. What actually happened? Who's upset? Who has a reason to be? Is there anything that you can do to mitigate the circumstances right now? What relationships need to be addressed? It's natural to do something called catastrophizing, where you assume the absolute worst possible outcomes. And that's okay for your initial reaction, take a second for that, but then move past it. What are the most valid outcomes, and how likely are they? Take some time to understand what you're actually dealing with. Next, revisit your goals. For your main and your interim time points, is this goal worth having? Is your timeline and your plan valid? Do you need to reframe your goals or the timeline? If you failed a class, do you need to retake it? Now, if you're a science major going pre-med and you fail English, that might not make a difference. I mean, it's not great, but it's not necessarily going to really hurt you. So can something else be substituted? How does it affect your graduation, your GPA, your application for graduate school? Can you stay on track or do you need to create a new schedule? You need to look at that and see how all this fits together. Next, you need to make an honest assessment of your strengths and weaknesses. Part of this is really a root cause analysis of your setback. Why did it happen? What did you do to contribute to the situation? If it wasn't all your fault, what parts were? And what could you have managed better? Did you miss any opportunities to improve or avoid the situation? And how can you recognize these circumstances in the future? Then look at the whole situation. Unfortunately, there are a lot of circumstances where we don't have as much influence over what happens as we'd like. As you look at what happened, what could or should you have been able to control? If you were fired because your boss is biased against you, there are likely large parts of that situation that were unfair and far beyond your control. But were you always on time? Are there parts of your job that you could have done better? Let me be clear, I'm not saying if you're unfairly fired, it's justified because you weren't employee of the year. But just as we talked about in learning from hypocrites, situations are rarely all or nothing. So if there's no way to change a bad situation, it's still worthwhile to try to learn something from it. Finally, ask for feedback. Sometimes we're too wrapped up in the emotion of a situation to look at it objectively. If you find that's the case, ask someone you trust to help you go over it. Now keep in mind, if you're emotional enough to have trouble with this, this person is almost certainly going to upset you when they get to the parts where you screwed up. So be ready and don't bite off their head when they do exactly what you asked them to do. Just listen. Let it sit for a second and then take your time when discussing. And then, even if you are cooled down and able to analyze the situation, it is still super helpful to get a second or even a third set of eyes on, that, on everything. Even the most objective people can have trouble stepping out of a situation that involves them personally. So if that's hard, it's okay. You're normal. I'll tell you, 
I'm a pretty objective person and I have situations all the time where I'm like, I know I am upset. I know this person is just trying to do the right thing. I know my reaction is totally silly, but dang it if I don't have trouble getting past it for a second. And that can be really hard because you know, you know you're being irrational, but you're still ticked off. That's okay. So give yourself a chance to feel all of your feelings and then talk through it so you can get past it. Once you've gone over what happened and why, you have to focus on learning your lesson. First, look for patterns. Was this an isolated incident or is this the worst in a pattern of escalating issues? You know, when people are arrested for violent crimes, that's usually not the first time they've been in a violent situation. Often difficulties in childhood grow into schoolyard fights, which grow into adult altercations. Now that might sound pretty dramatic, but it's true of a lot of different issues. If you're fired for your attitude, it's not like one day you rolled in, mouthed off, and got canned, usually. If you look back, you might see times that you got counseled, difficult interactions with coworkers, or complaints from your customers in the past. If you failed a class, was it really just that one test? Or did you cut it close on papers, procrastinate with your studying, or just prioritize other things in your life over your schoolwork? Maybe you're doing poorly in other classes, this is just the one that you failed. I really believe that life keeps teaching us lessons until we learn them, and they get more painful each time. If you look back, you may find the easy lessons that you didn't learn, or you might find related lessons that you wouldn't immediately connect. For example, maybe you had a little too much to drink at an office party and went off on your office mate for being a worthless jerk. Now you never drink, and you actually think your colleague is pretty cool. So is alcohol the problem? Maybe not. Is your relationship an issue? Perhaps, but if you look closer, you realize you've been feeling a lot of stress at work and feel like you're getting dumped on, and you feel like your friend, he should have your back, but the last couple of times he could have backed you up, you didn't feel like he came through. So as you think about it, you realize he might not have even known there was an issue. He might not even realized you needed help. So now you have something to talk about. This issue, this incident was a little bit of a setback, but it really showed you a lot of things that you really weren't thinking about. It was a culmination of something, just not what you might have expected. But maybe not. Maybe it really was a one-time thing. Maybe you really just just messed up today. That can be really hard, but even if that's the case, it still gives you a perspective on something to look out for the future, not just for you, but for the people that you mentor. Regardless of how or why it comes about, and this can be really hard, (laughs) be grateful for the opportunity to learn. If you live through it, You can be better coming out of it if you choose to. But what if it's really bad? What if you get arrested, get found having violated your integrity, or burn a bridge that can't be rebuilt? Sometimes we make mistakes that really do change the course of our lives. Now, just because they change who we are and how we think doesn't mean they have to derail our dreams. But you have to take stock and turn an honest lens on yourself. First, Separate the action from the person. We are more than our actions and we are more than our mistakes. What we do is not who we are. Now, who we are has a huge influence on what we do, but they're not fundamentally inseparable. Good people make bad decisions, say ugly things, and make terrible mistakes every day. You can still be a good person if you choose to move past it. Now, that's not to say that everyone in your life will see it that way, But ultimately, if someone doesn't love you enough to help you grow and to appreciate when you make sincere progress, unfortunately, there's not much you can do about that. 
but you do have to be true to yourself. But then you have to recognize how bad your mistake really was and be honest about the impact and who's affected. That can be difficult, but you have to remove yourself from the equation and look honestly at what the repercussions are. If you're part of a large organization, you may garner negative publicity. You may reflect on your industry or your field in a negative way. Your family and friends may be embarrassed or even shunned. You may endure financial hardship in trying to pay fines, honor settlements, or make amends. All of those can be really difficult to take and cause huge tension in your relationships, which just makes everything harder. And this can be awful to go through because, you know, you're feeling terrible about the situation, you're guilty for making your family go through it, you're kicking yourself for making the dumb mistake, and now you're angry that they're more worried about their own feelings than how this is tearing you apart. That's a lot to take. But you have to remember, if your actions put you in this situation, you're going to have to suck it up more often than not to support the people around you. Hopefully, you have someone in your corner, but if they're bystanders in this, they have a right to be upset, and you're going to have to take it to some extent. But then next, cut yourself some slack. You're not perfect. I'm certainly not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. Remember that everyone does. Now, everyone might not get caught. But almost everyone does dumb stuff that can turn into bad stuff with the right set of variables. Recognize that you messed up because you're human, but you can do better. Let yourself be embarrassed, frustrated, regretful, angry, guilty, sad, and hopeless. But then focus on what you can do to put yourself in a better place and move on. The best way to do that is to reevaluate your goals. Is your dream still possible? If your setback was a criminal charge or an integrity violation, it may not be. So investigate to find out. If it's off the table, how can you pivot? Is there a related field that interests you? Or is this a deal breaker that propels you in a totally different direction? Sometimes the unexpected road is the one we were supposed to be on the whole time. If your goal is still a possibility, how does this affect your timeline? Or does it? Sometimes things can feel like a huge deal when they're happening and really just end up being nothing more than a bump in the road. If it's more than a bump, though, spend some time going through your goals. There are some sample goal sheets on my website from the episode on setting and achieving goals, and you can use those. Go to www.levelthepursuit.com and get a little help if you need to revamp your plan. Next, you need to focus on repairing any relationships that were damaged in the situation. This can be super hard because you're already hurting and humiliated and now you have to humble yourself further, but it's the right thing to do. Honestly, it will make you feel better and if you do it sooner rather than later, it will feel more authentic to the person you're talking to. They're more likely to believe that you see the relationship as a priority if you make it one. First, apologize, even if you're not wrong in the situation. If you hurt them, you should let them know that you're sorry that you hurt them. Full disclosure, depending on what it was, They may not believe you, or they may not care. But if you care about the relationship, you have to try. Next, when it comes to rebuilding these interactions, spend your time focused on others. If you spend your time legitimizing your behavior, defending your actions, or even just talking about your plan to recover, you're really still focused on yourself. If you want to show the people around you that you're dedicated to overcoming a setback, You have to quit thinking about yourself and focus on actually doing the positive things instead of just talking about them. Finally, once you've dissected the situation, figured out your role, learned your lesson, and rebuilt your network, 
you have to focus on moving beyond the situation. Even if you've done all of these things effectively, a really big setback can imprint on your brain and affect how you push forward. First, you have to find the motivation to keep going. Whether it's the same goal or a totally new one, you have to buy in on this dream. Is it really what you want? Is it worth the effort? If it is, fantastic, keep going. If it's not, you should use the opportunity to really decide what you're willing to risk it all for. Motivation isn't constant. It ebbs and flows with our energy and our mood. So you have to make sure that your goal is important enough to you to keep you going when you're down. Next, you have to reframe your victory and set yourself for frequent, small wins. Taking a big step backward can be a crushing blow, and it's pretty rare to take a bigger step forward after that. So set yourself up for lots of little steps. If you failed a class, a goal like all A's next semester is a pretty hefty requirement for yourself, especially if you failed because you weren't able to balance work, family, and your studies. It's great to win all A's, and you should set that as a goal. But better little victories may be doing a better job of planning your schedule, setting time for studying and family each day, and treating yourself at the end of each week when you actually meet your goals. You might join a study group with other people with kids so you don't have to try to manage two things at once. You have to find small opportunities to set yourself up for success because when you do them over and over again, they will become big wins. Next, if you haven't already, try to find a mentor. Especially if you're coming at your goal from a rocky start, it can help to have a guide who really knows what to do and understands where you're coming from. You may not find someone who fits you right off the bat, but if you don't have someone in your corner, it's time to start looking. Finally, and this, one, <laughs> this one's the hardest for me, keep the lesson and lose the pain. By that I mean it's important to learn what we can from our mistakes, but don't beat yourself up again and again over it. A lot of things can make this a challenge. When you've made a mistake that was particularly painful or really threatened your identity conversation, it can be really hard to separate the lesson from the pain. So when you call on the lesson, all those memories come flooding back with it. I know that for me, the guilt that comes with being a good Catholic girl makes it really hard to forgive myself when I mess up, even if it's years later. My husband, who is a freaking amazing human, has told me, you know, you're a really good person. And I'm like, no, I'm not. There's this time 20 years ago when I was a huge jerk. And he looks at me like, what are you talking about? And he shakes his head. And the thing is, it stays with you. It's, And that's not to say I haven't been a jerk or done lots of done things over the last 20 years. But it's just some experiences really imprint on who you are and can be so hard to shake them. So I'm trying to keep those lessons and lose the pain. And I encourage you to try to do that too. You're more than your mistakes. And if you're willing to move forward in a positive way, you deserve to find success. This week, look back at a setback you've had in the past. Have you learned everything you can from it? Did you repair all of the relationships that were affected? Did you forgive yourself for being human? If not, take some time to work through it. Even if it was years ago, there's still something to be learned. If you haven't had a setback like this, that's awesome. But spend some time looking at your goals on their timeline and see if you can predict any rough spots in your plan. Or look at your behavior and see if you've had any small lessons that you might have been missing. We can learn a lot from setbacks, but it would be great if we could see them coming and put ourselves in a position to keep on moving. Our discussion of recovering from setbacks on Level the Pursuit. Thanks for joining, and I look forward to your comments. If you like the lessons on moving forward, please give it a like or subscribe. If you didn't, please comment with what I could do better. 
Next time we'll cover how to deal with power differentials. Whether you run the show or you're the low man on the totem pole, our personal interactions are often complicated by who's got the power in any given situation. We'll talk about how to make the most of these circumstances without creating a situation from which either side can't recover. Don't forget to think back about a setback and learn or relearn a lesson. Then head over to www.levelthepursuit.com to share your insights and your successes. I can't wait to learn from your thoughts. Thanks again for joining Level the Pursuit. While we can't choose where we start, we can choose our dreams and how we pursue them. Remember, success is a team sport and there's room for all of us to achieve our goals. So be a good leader, be a good follower, and do something great.